Hey everybody, welcome to MindRise. I am your host, Ian Philo. This podcast is designed to help find solutions to everyday mental blocks. Its goal is to provide you with the tools to rise and break through your own barriers. In the game of life, we can be our own worst enemies. I created this podcast in response to my own battles with my mind. Instead of sinking further down, join me to commit to a more positive perception of ourselves and those around us. All right. Hello, guys. Today on the podcast, I have a special guest, my good friend Lex Perkins. Hello, everyone. And on episode three, which is this episode, we are going to be covering how your college major does not determine your career. And we will be kind of delving into that topic and going over how we don't have to feel stressed if we don't get a job necessarily right in our career path when we graduate and understanding that there's a lot more wiggle room with the particular degree that you get after you're done and graduated from college. Mm-hmm. We also want to talk about how you don't have to necessarily feel pressure or stress after you graduate about getting the job even if it doesn't immediately align with your career and we're just kind of kind of get into it. So to give you guys some context, um, I graduated from the Cleveland Institute of Art about a year ago in medical illustration, and right now I'm working at a car dealership, so <laughs> it's kind of different. doesn't exactly align with my career whatsoever at all, but I'm still finding time to sink into my passion and delve into things that I love and do freelance work on the side and possibly one day down the road get a job doing something related to my field, whether it be illustration or graphic design. Now, why I wanted to talk about this in particular, because like many things that I talk about on this podcast is because it directly has related to me and I have struggled with it in the past. So it didn't take me very long to realize that I wasn't very confident in my passion about getting a strictly medical illustration job. Now, with that being said, um, it could change, but right now I'm pretty set on taking my talents elsewhere, whether it be for a small company or starting something on my own. And I kind of want to take it over to Lex, since I've been talking for over two minutes now, (laughs) and he's going to kind of give you context on what he's going to school for and how maybe what he's going to pursue in the future may or may not align with his career path. Yeah, so I'm Lex. I'm actually finishing up my junior year of college. Um, I'm studying accounting and systems, um, and I have basically been putting my fingers in a lot of pies recently to kind of just widen the job field and, like Ian said earlier, not be like pigeonholed into one specific area of accounting. Um, I have been doing a lot more with coding, a lot more with web and app design and development, as well as pursuing a music career with production and electronic music and DJing. So for those of you that don't know, yeah, so like Lex mentioned, he is very, he's very passionate about music and dubstep (laughs) and he's very good at producing and creating songs. And if any of you have ever seen him when he's listening to music... (laughs) 
as opposed to, I mean, I haven't seen him, what he, what he looks like coding, but I can guarantee you that the expression and passion and emotion between the two is definitely different. Very much so. I would, I would say I definitely have more of a fire in, in me when I'm listening to music or making music or DJing. I mean, yeah, and it's fun. I think the, the root of what we're trying to get down to is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but in a perfect world, I, I really don't think that you enjoy coding as much as producing music, and it's kind of like one of those, it's kind of like one of those um, safe option career choices, such as business accounting and nursing, which is mm. literally what every one of my friends majored in, and there's nothing wrong in, with that. Yeah. If you're good at it, and you have a passion for it, and you like what you're doing, all power to you, mm. but we kind of want to emphasize the fact that you don't just have to enter a career because it has a specific label in it like medical or accounting or business and really working towards pursuing your passion and just doing stuff you love and then knowing that eventually the universe will conspire in your favor yeah honestly i i feel like the bottom line would be like realizing that your major or job doesn't define you or isn't really you yeah that's huge. That's the big thing, because I know so many people who put so much into just identifying as an accountant. Like, that's that's all there is. Without that, they feel like they're nothing or not. They haven't accomplished anything. Yep, yep. And then if someone identifies as an accountant or an engineer, everyone kind of gives you that satisfied smirk or, or like, that look that, wow, this kid's made it. Where <laughs> they could really be desperately sad about what they're yeah. doing. And it's unfortunate because I I feel like a lot of people aren't really taking the step to do what mm. they love. And I am blessed to have a couple friends of mine at the current moment who are taking it on themselves to start a company, start an entrepreneurship, and build their own businesses, which is super inspiring, especially at the age of, in the early 20s. Mm. So. Going off that topic, I kind of want to jump it back to Lex because I kind of want to personally hear more about what got him into pursuing music mm. and what could potentially be stopping him or helping him further his career in that specific realm. And mm. I'd like you to tell the listeners about what you told me earlier about how you got some promotion at the last concert oh, you went to. Yeah. So... Uh, so basically what kind of got me into music out of out of all this I always whenever I was like watching a movie or listening to a song I would always focus on the actual instrumentals and basically be kind of consumed by it and I always had a knack for just like not really being the best at memorizing like a, a song piece on the piano but I would be really good at creating my own thing on the piano mm. and after um, kind of diving into electronic music on my own and listening to it on my own, I really felt like this was a type of music that was so pervasive that I could express myself and share a message within it in so many different ways. I also felt like it was such a unique style that it would really capture who I am. So I just started kind of producing on my own, taught everything myself to myself. Like I didn't go to any classes, tutorials, nothing. And I just did it as a hobby, kind of as a way to vent out emotions or, you know, as a release. Yeah. Um, 
and then I started, so I started producing, then I started DJing. I felt a lot of connection with that, just with the, the energy that the crowds and the people could give you, how you could kind of vibe off that, read the crowds, um, basically the manipulating the tracks, uh, disassembling sound, like everything about it I loved. And then I figured, hey, I could start like doing this for people. Yeah, and that, and that's amazing too. And what oh yeah, what I kind of was thinking about when you were telling me that is who's to say that your ability to edit and manipulate sound and go into these programs and pick things apart and put them back together and create something beautiful. Who's to say that couldn't give you an edge in some other career if you chose to go a different route? So yeah. I think that the key thing is really being true to yourself and sticking with what your passion is and not getting so stressed stressed about like oh i went to college for coding if i don't get a job in coding i'm a failure like that's not true maybe because of your interest in music and your ability to use music editing software you could maybe code for a music producer company or something like that that's very true it does like your hobbies and your interests and who you are allow you to kind of think outside the box and bring yeah. a new perspective into the field. And with DJing and like producing, whenever I've talked to different employees about it, they seemed, and even like my professors and like different speakers and networking, everyone seems super impressed, especially because it allows me to relate more to people. Yeah. It allows me to have a new perspective on business and kind of get in touch with what people like and enjoy so it, it brings a lot to the table. And with coding, what you're talking about, the fact it, it's brought so it's turned so many lights on in the fact that I could dive into the actual program, basically build something entirely new that producers want or need. Yeah, of course. So, I, I think that's that's huge. And what was kind of the feedback? Have you ever mentioned to anyone that you would want to maybe potentially pursue a career in music or mm-hmm. have you been kind of like hesitant about saying that because you'll get the classic um, smirk and people not really taking you seriously, which is unfortunately something that I've had to deal with my yeah. entire life, especially when I tell them what I, mer- what I majored in and they always give me that classic smirk and they're like, okay, like, how are you going to make money in that? Mm. And then all they're focusing on when I tell them what to what, what I went to school for is the label medical. So it's like, oh, medical it involves that. So that must mean he's doing something right. And he yeah. has he has been then um, accompanied and allowed to enter this money pit because mm-hmm. his major is medical illustration. That key word, that buzzword inside it, and which has been a little unfortunate. And it's been a while, but. I have learned with the help of my friends and Delaney to be a lot more confident Mm -hmm. about what I majored in and not talk like I'm some person bending over backwards and super ashamed of what they've done in life. Because Mm -hmm. while, you know, it's like, first off, okay, I graduated college with honors. I was able to finish my program and I did well. And I'm not really exactly in the current place I want to be right now. But there's also nothing wrong with that. And that's Mm. definitely something I want to emphasize. Everyone is so hammered and so intense about, okay, there's a specific timeline you have to follow. There's a corporate ladder you have to climb. If you don't have a job in your major by a year or two after you graduate, then you must be doing something wrong. And that brings so much stress on people I cannot even imagine. I know there has been nights where I've literally 
my mind has been running a million miles a minute and mm. I can't even think straight because of all these stupid comments and unsolicited advice people are giving me. Mm. And I kind of wanted you to maybe share some experience with the listeners if you had similar similar instances where that happened, where you told someone you were passionate about and they were just like, oh, well, uh, that's not really uh, financially sustainable. Oh, yeah. Um, so basically both sides of my family, my, uh, my mom and dad's side, including my mom and dad, all of them have been in some sort of business and or medical field, yeah. whether doctors or accountants. That's basically what it's split up into 50, 50. And, um, basically the first time I ever showed, shared my music with anyone was to my family. And immediately after that, I, like you said, it was like all these questions of like, well, how are you going to make money off of this? You know, you, you're basically what I was kind of told was like, you're wasting valuable time you could be using to pursue this. Oh man, that's this a tough one to swallow. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was tough. And it's a, it's a hard road to navigate because I definitely feel like it's too much of a risk to go all in for this uh, right. DJing and producing career. And I kind of don't want to. That makes sense because I want to see this as a, a hobby. I want to see this as a love and a yeah, passion. Yeah, no, that's actually something that I... Oh, is there a quote? Yeah, no, it's something that I was yeah. wanted to mention. So that's also a good point. So, so going off the topic of your college major doesn't have to ter- determine your career, hmm. like Lex said earlier, um, you don't even necessarily have to have a career associated with that. You could just keep your passion a hobby if you want to and do a day job that does not relate to your um, degree at all. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't get why there's so much backlash in society and people are shaming other people because their major is one thing and their day job is another thing. Mm. There is that, that obvious fear, I think, especially with creatives, of the fact that, okay, if I take my passion and make it into a day job, am I actually going to hate my passion to the point where I'm not going to want to create anything anymore? Yeah, that, that so is that a something that comes fear. up a lot. I, I do think the way that I've been looking at it is... Because then you have deadlines, and you're like, okay, Lex, yeah. I need you to create this mix, and I need it in two weeks, and if you don't, then you're fired. Yeah. So now, all of a sudden, your passion doesn't become something you love. It becomes like... Oh my gosh, like I'm all, I'm looking at the peak of this mountain and I don't even want to produce music anymore because I'm so stressed. Yeah, I I feel like that's the the main fear for me that I would be burned out and something that has been such a fire for me is now a ball and chain in a way. Yeah. Um, that's why I kind of want to keep like do it as much as I can with it, like DJ as much as I can, produce as much as I can, put out as much as I can, but I don't want to go all into it because I feel like that would take away that personal love I have for it, where I'm not per- making it... I've, I've always been making music and DJing technically for myself and for, like, the enjoyment of people. Yeah. Not for the money. No, of course, yeah. And I, I think that's a really important thing to touch mm-hmm. on, too. And, and there's nothing... Like I mentioned earlier, there's nothing wrong about keeping your passion and your hob- as a hobby and, yeah. and, and in the current place you're in right now, because... I mean, even when I do freelance work, I can't tell you how long how long it's been since I've made an art piece that I just want to make for myself because I can. Mm. Because I've had 
a few commissions this past year, and obviously I'm going to take them on because they're paying me. And at the end, I'm not exactly proud of them. And sometimes I like, I really kind of want to avoid them because mm. sometimes it's just really not subject matter that I care about. It's something mm -hmm. I'm attached to. It's just like I'm, I'm monetizing my skill level to do this and do that. And it, it can be kind of draining sometimes. I've even heard some professional artists that literally get to a point where they don't accept commissions because it is kind of draining their spark. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with doing freelance work, but I think kind of knowing what your limits are and having the ability to take on some clients and turn away others is a mm. very important skill to learn when you are a creative. True. I, I think there's a big distinction between um, how you're talking about being drained and just yeah. kind of not wanting, not fully enjoying something. Yeah. Because there have been a lot of times where I've been hired to make beats for someone and I didn't enjoy it. It was kind of monotonous and, you know, I had a deadline, so it wasn't like all fun and play. It was kind of like, get this done. Yeah. And those aren't as enjoyable, but the more I reflect and look at it, I am still doing what I love and I'm still like having a good time. If oh, it yeah, was like course. sucking the life from me, sucking the enjoyment from, you know, producing, that's why I feel like that's a massive red flag. Yeah. And I, th I think what I want to reiterate is that there's certain skills and there's certain things that we learn at universities mm -hmm. and when we learn at colleges that will definitely live with us for the rest of our lives. And we couldn't necessarily get without attending that. Mm -hmm. And I know there's always, there's always the main argument when it comes to going to college where one, a lot of people view it as a waste of money. If you don't know, if you don't immediately get a job in your career after you graduate. And while I can understand that viewpoint, um, if you, if it gets to the end of the day and you get shuttled into a job like that is exactly aligned with what you graduated in and you hate your life, who's really winning then? Like, is it you or is it your parents or is it everyone else that had all these unnecessary expectations on you at the end? Mm, and I yeah. can't tell you how many stories I've heard of people going into majors, being amazing, you know, getting jobs in their field, and they're like, this is not making me alive. This is not fulfilling mm -hmm. me. This, I need to get out and do something and explore life. Yeah. And I just, I get so sad sometimes because there's such, there's such a hard-pressed, like, black and white way of this is the path we're forging for you because you should be grateful for going, you're going to college in the first place, and you should want to get a job in this field and if you don't, then we as guardians or whoever helped you out with your educational career feel like they are possibly failing you. And mm -hmm. I just think that's a really unhealthy thing mm -hmm. to emphasize and nurture. And if anyone's going to college and they graduate and they're happy doing what they love, regardless of how much money they make, who the heck cares, guys? Mm. Yeah. So that, you know, I get Preach. fired up about the stuff. Preach, man. Like you gotta you gotta figure out who you're doing this for like who, yeah. who are you actually going to college for who yeah. are you actually getting this ma like major like what are you what are you getting your degree in is this for you is this for like god is this for your family yeah what's going on like and and even even when i was in my major i i really enjoyed a lot of the classes and i really enjoyed a lot of the projects and one of the interesting things about my whole entire journey through college is that I always had 
I guess what the professors and my peers like to say, a certain kind of style. It was mm. generally more illustrative and not very aligned with the traditional biomedical art style, which was super hyper-realistic and very refined and neat and basically perfect. And there were a lot of times where I was trying so hard to obtain this style and this model of making art that wasn't even truly my own and that I ended up hating the process. And that might have contributed to some of my distaste towards things. And it wasn't until I was done with college that I finally got to explore some of the programs and explore, explore some of my talents more and really, um, really dive in to me just making art for myself and sticking with my style and realizing that that makes me who I am and people recognize that instead of trying so hard to create like cookie cutter textbook art pieces to fit in and I'm like holy crap like I feel way better and not only do I feel way better I'm getting more feedback because I'm I'm not trying so hard Mm. it's just coming naturally yeah and my thesis which is probably one of one of the proudest things that I've done in my college career was so was so far away from the traditional medical illustration thesis that I basically did like an unconscious like F U to my program and like went off the script and then went like, you know what? I love portraiture and I love people and I'm gonna take a humanitarian standpoint and go to a dialysis center and illustrate this guy's life. Mm. And I brought all the facts to demonstrate that, okay, I have all the research here. I have all the criteria here. This is what I'm doing. And if you don't like it, too bad. (laughs) So that was probably one of the most empowering moments for me in college because that is what I loved doing. And I loved the communication. I loved being able to depict and illustrate somebody's life. And Mm -hmm. that is essentially what I... That that is essentially my niche, and if I could ultimately find some something that I could um, demonstrate and use my my talent for portraiture and capturing emotion and, il- and illustration, that would be ideal. Mm. That would be amazing, because even after all the amazing things I learned through college, through the anatomy classes which I loved, and and the patient education pieces, and and all this other stuff, I. At the end of the day, uh, drawing a dissected sheep heart didn't speak to me the same as drawing a person's face who's been through a lot of stuff in their life and has yeah. a whole narrative. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if my parents ever listen to this, they'll probably be like, what the heck, Ian? Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, go ahead, man. I'm, I'm keeping it rolling. Feel All free right. to take up the gauntlet and tell people about how dang passionate you are you maybe give them a self plug oh yeah um, hashtag at lex perkins yeah so <laughs> I, I i guess we're uh doing the self plug now <laughs> instagram percocet with a three instead of an e <laughs> yep. um my i i do if you dm me there i will be able to do different music for you whether it's uh rap beats alternative lo-fi vaporwave electronic um I'm working on a solo uh, kind of electronic music persona thing that I'm not really getting too much into. We won't release it yet. Yeah, let's keep it on the download. That's that's just in, that's in the works right now. Yeah. Um, 
other than that, I'm working on different things with, uh, with coding, web and app development. Um, not what I find really interesting is not so much accounting and that's basically cause I need to graduate to use right, that. Right. Um, but I, I, I do still find it interesting. I, I, I love it, but I don't think I have that same like kick and passion we were talking about with it. It seems yeah. more in a lot of cases as an obligation. Yeah, and it's you know? been it's been interesting in this in this life journey that I've been going on. So I'm I graduated college. I'm mm-hmm. I'm working a full time job. I'm I'm a product specialist at a car dealership, and it's weird because obviously when I first mention my job to people and what I majored in, there is a definite disconnect, and people, mm. depending on who they are, either give me really weird looks or they support me. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It matters what I feel about it. What I'm trying to say is that with my job as a product specialist, I get to interact with people and I get to see them at their best and really understand their life stories and communicate them when they're at a very joyous time in their life. And I get to un- I get to pour out information to them and they're just extremely grateful. Mm. And that was something, that was one of the feelings that I got during my thesis because I was pouring out not exactly information but my heart into the specific pieces I was creating and I got positive feedback Mm. from them so in a way what I did for my thesis what I'm doing now are kind of aligned in a way because I think diving deep down into a fundamental reason of what I do love love to pursue is I do like giving back, whether it's in the form of contributing to someone's quality of life by making them portraits, or whether it's in the form of giving somebody information on how to save a radio preset in their car. Mm-hmm. It's manifested in different ways, but seeing people's reaction after you're super authentic and genuine with them and actually caring about what they have to say, like that right now, that has kept me going. Yeah, and That has kept me going at my job and and which is why I, I really do like the position that I'm at right now. I don't want to be there forever, but that has been the thing that has been tethering me down, mm. seeing how how appreciative and grateful people can get when you pour yourself out to them mm. and are real, vulnerable, authentic, and really they could pick up on your passion, they could pick up on your vulnerability, and they can mm. also pick up on you wanting to be there and making sure that it's known to them because Mm. then they're going to respond to you. And there's been literal moments at my job where I kind of like get off on an emotional high, like, wow, like I feel great. Like to any other person, I just showed them how to sync up their phone in their car. But the way they responded to me and the way I presented it, I literally felt like I, like I, like I gave them a free meal or something. Like I helped them out tremendously. And that, I think is what I'm getting at. Mm. So, yeah, no, I was thinking when you were talking about that, how it's crazy the, how stuff connects. Yeah, like the skills you ways. learned with the it's major like a, you went to <laughs> yeah. has translated into something no one would really connect. Yeah, it's crazy. I I was talking to uh, some of my sister's friends, and a lot of them are teachers, and in inner city Chicago, which yeah. is another big point, but. Um, when I was talking with a lot of them, a lot of them have offered, as soon as I graduate, to put me on a teaching job. Mm. 
to basically teach accounting and some coding and like computer science to high schoolers to like wow. kind of introduce someone to different career paths and in a way get them excited to actually like go into the sciences, go into mathematics. Right, in a way. right, yeah. And I like I was blown away because I never connected that the two can ever like meet in a way. Like there seems to be kind of a stigma that like you're going to be a teacher. Well, you're going to, you know, you're going to go for English and then get a teaching degree. You're going to go to math, get a teaching degree. I never really connected that. Oh, you know, you can go for business or economics and then teach that you can go for accounting. And apparently, like I just found out like computer sciences and systems and teach that Mm -hmm. it blows my mind. Like that's the beauty of it. Everyone thinks that, you know, since I'm going for accounting and systems, I must be an accountant. Apparently, yeah. there's like thousands upon thousands of doors that are open. There's so many different ways that oh, yeah. that your major can bisect into different careers. Mm. It's not cut and dry, and I, I truly believe that if I'm keeping on the path that I'm continuing on now, I think I I will end up finding myself in a mm. sort sort of maybe I don't I don't even know like a social work stamp a social work position or or a I don't even know, like maybe like an art therapy job. Who knows? I mean, I all I know is that when I was in college, well, I did enjoy medical illustration, and the skills I learned there were amazing and have definitely helped me throughout my life and my career. One of my favorite classes there was called Drawn to Care, which is what I based my thesis off of, and the whole premise of that class was giving back to someone who literally has to be on kidney dialysis four hours a day for four to five days a week because they're in kidney failure. Mm. And being able to be present with that person and see their reaction after you draw them and converse with them. And it just, it opened a door for me to the point where I was so passionate about this that I was like, this has to be my, my senior thesis. And I think the more that I'm growing and maturing as a young adult and really finding what sets me on fire, I really do hope that I can mold that into a career where um, I, I get those reactions from people all the time. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's pretty, yeah, it's pretty legit, man. Honestly. It's pretty legit. A lot of people that I went to college with told me that my thesis was one of the most unique and heartfelt things that they have witnessed in a while Mm. and that meant a lot to me because I wanted to digress from doing animations about a heartbeat or something very strictly cut and dry medical illustration and and I'm glad I took that route and I think the connections I made throughout that and the things that I'm doing now in my current job, I really do hope and pray that that will lead me into a career where I could feel like I can, I'm contributing back in some way. Mm. Because while I love to do art and illustrate, I think eventually I would like to couple that my couple my passion for illustration and art in sort of uh, a charitable or or giving back format because mm. that like that makes me feel alive i mean honestly yeah. i mean it's all it's all fun and good doing 
you know, just, just doing drawings for people, but their reactions after you give them the drawing and their reactions after you illustrate something that means so much to them, like, and I think a lot of creators and artists can relate to this, like, that's what keeps you going. Mm. Yeah, it seems to be the, the giving back and finding fulfillment and actually investing in people is the real reward in it all not the money and yeah like not doing it for yourself because yeah i mean if you're doing it for yourself doing it for money doing it to please you know you're like guardians or whatever like at the end of the day that's just going to be a void that you're never going to be able to fill but feeling that fulfillment is comes in you know feeling happy and satisfied in what you're doing and it seems like another underlying theme is feeling like you're actually making a difference oh yeah in impacting I mean, we're all, people everyone is is technically yearning for that we all want oh, yeah. to be we all want to technically quote unquote make that difference and mm. for some people it, it it is different ways for other people it's it's super cut and dry but i'm kind of going to close on this despite our in consideration and conclusion of all that we have said which has been actually pretty good, and I didn't anticipate it to go this well. <laughs> um, I want all of you listening who are maybe still in college or graduated from college or kind of in a rut determining what to do with your life right now, um, shut out the white noise other people are giving you. Shut out the unsolicited advice about how you aren't going to be successful, period, and point taken, follow your heart, do what you love, and align yourself with people that support that side of you and not tear it down. So, mm. mic drop, bam. Preach. <laughs> okay, so that has been good. Thank you, Lex, awesome. for joining me. Thanks for having me on, dude. Of course. Amazing. It is so much easier to do a podcast when I have a guest. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I'm going to have to really step up my game. All right, so hopefully I can get more guests on. So thank you guys. Stay tuned for episode four coming soon. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time.